Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. It's me, Sarah, and today I'm going to be talking about Circle of Three, Book 11, The House of Winter. Can you believe it's Book 11 already? I certainly can because it's starting to drag like literally nothing else, especially this book, which I can't even get started with, guys. It was just terrible. So up until now, my least favourite book in the series had probably been either Ring of Light or In the Dreaming, but those were like book five and six, and we've come a long way since then, and I was really starting to enjoy the series again, because stuff was actually happening, and we were on a more magical realism bent, and I felt like we were good, we were in the home stretch, there were only 15 books in the series, I had five left to go, it was looking good, and then I read this one, and... <sighs> If I hadn't already bought the rest of the series, I would be really tempted into just giving up, deleting all the old episodes, and pretending that I'd never even started reviewing this series. That's how bad this book was. The plot of The House of Winter takes place over, obviously, Midwinter, which is Yule, and to celebrate Yule, Annie and Kate and Cooper and Sasha and basically all the pagan characters have gone to a hotel in the mountains to do a sort of week-long Wiccan retreat where they follow different paths. They get to pick a path which is based on one of the four material elements, earth, air, fire and water. Um, they'll do like lessons and exercises throughout the whole week that are to do with that element. And the hotel in the mountains is where they are heading in chapter one right at the start and they're kind of talking about it and they get there and they find out a bit of the history of the place. So the hotel was built and stop me when this starts to sound familiar to you really far away from the nearest town, up in the mountains, often cut off by snow. It's reportedly haunted. A lot of people have died there. And living at the hotel are a set of twin girls. And if you've ever so much as seen the back cover of, or a trailer for the movie of the book by Stephen King, The Shining, this is probably sending up a lot of very red flags for you, as it did for me. And at one point they actually do say, oh, this is a bit like The Shining, and you're like, this is exactly The Shining. I hate you. Why am I reading this book? So that annoyed me, because obviously it's not a terribly original setup. You've basically just copied quite a lot of stuff from The Shining, and then tried to come up with another story to happen in that setting but if that was the only thing that was wrong with the book I would have given it like three stars and moved on. The actual story in the book is the girls get to meet the two twins who live there called Lucy and Nora. Lucy is kind of a downer, she seems a bit aggressive and a bit sad and they don't really take to her right away but they do become fast friends with Nora who is more cheerful and generally friendly towards them. Now, they go up to their room, they get told this story about a locked room murder mystery, essentially, that happened in their room, where a couple of honeymooners were in there, it was their wedding night, and then the next morning when the maid went to bring them breakfast or whatever, she knocked on the door and there was no answer, and they had to break the door down because it was, it was locked from the inside. And in the bed was the bride and groom, the bride had been, I think, poisoned or strangled one of the two and the groom had been shot and they weren't sure who had died first and they were like is this a murder suicide or is it a murder and another murder what happened and how did they lock the room and all the rest of it and I was like oh, okay so this is going to be a locked room mystery where they're trying to find out what happened no apparently that story is entirely pointless because we never find out the solution to that either it's just used in a throwaway joke at the end and the actual story is that 
both Nora and Lucy confide in different members of the group. So Lucy confides in Kate and Nora confides in Cooper that they can see ghosts of another set of twins who they were distantly related to who lived at the hotel who died on Midsummer, which was their 16th birthday and is also the 16th birthday of Nora and Lucy. Uh, the twins who died were apparently in some sort of struggle on a balcony on one of the top towers and they both went over and it's unclear if one of them pushed the other one and the other one just hung on to them or if they both jumped or if they fell and it was simply an accident. And those twins were called Mary and Alice. Nora then convinces them to try and contact Mary and the ghost of Mary physically appears to them and I thought okay if this isn't someone in a sheet pretending to be a ghost then I'm done. If this is a real ghost then we've just jumped straight off the end of magical realism and into the most distinct fantasy that we've ever had in this book series and sure enough it was an actual literal ghost. Basically she appears and claims that her sister Alice murdered her and that she needs their help and they later find out that Nora found Mary's diary and read it and she says that in it Mary says that she was in love with a gardener and he was in love with her but Alice was also in love with him so she did a spell to kill him and he died and when she was confronted she killed Mary and they both fell off the tower and died. Now there's also mention later on that Mary tried to stop Alice from doing a ritual which would make her very very powerful and she did so by making a talisman which she hid in the hotel to dampen Alice's powers and that Alice was never able to find it and the story Nora tells is that Alice the ghost is trying to manipulate Lucy her sister into finding the talisman and destroying it so that Alice can return to power on Midsummer's Night, complete her ritual and destroy Mary's ghost and become more powerful. It's incredibly predictable that it turns out they are being fed a pack of lies and it's actually Lucy and Alice who are on the side of good and Mary is actually the evil ghost who killed her sister to try and attain more magic power and she is using Nora to try and find and destroy the talisman, which Nora does with the help of our unsuspecting heroines. Mary's ghost then takes complete control over Nora's body and proceeds to try and complete the ritual that she did or attempted to do in the past by killing Lucy in the present and the girls have to stop her with the aid of all the witches who are at this retreat by doing the Yule ritual that they would do as pagans which I absolutely hated. One it's an incredibly stupid story it just seems really cliche on one level to have you know evil twins in a haunted hotel and there's like talismans and secret spell books and they find like two different secret rooms in this hotel i'm not even kidding it's just ridiculous and then there's that awkward moment at the end when it all tries to jive with reality because they try and tell her parent that the twins parents what's going on because they're confused about where their daughter is and basically they get Sophia, who is one of the members of the coven, to kind of go to them and say, oh, well, you know, they're trying to do this thing and they might be in danger. And they are way too into the story of the ghosts and they're trying to perform this ritual. But I know what will stop them. We all have to get together in the lobby and sing in the light because it's midsummer and we're singing the light back into the, the year. And by this point, I 
to be blunt, could not give a fuck. I was just so annoyed that the whole plot had... One, it took until page, like, 100, and in a 200-page book, that's pretty bad, to actually get going and to reveal that, yes, this was all going to be about ghosts and not the specific ghosts that I thought it was going to be about. And two, it had just been so clunky and so predictable that I was just like, when will this book be over? And then thankfully the book was over and then I closed it and then I thought very carefully about whether I wanted to read the next one or not or whether I was just done. Again, I think this is a problem with the series in general that there are going to be books that if you're reading it for fiction about Wiccans, you're going to be very disappointed in this being a prime example. And there are books that if you are really interested in pagan fantasy fiction, about witches who see ghosts and see ghosts that can send bolts of light at evil spirits with their minds, something that actually happens in this book, then you're going to be disappointed by the more realistic Wiccan books like The Five Paths and So Mote It Be. So I think it's a, a book series that definitely walks a line and occasionally just kind of slops to either side of that line, becoming more magical realism or more fantasy, and that's going to please different people, which is much the case. I went on Goodreads just to see how other people were rating this book and how they liked it. And to read you two reviews that are like next to each other, uh, one person said, I love this book. It was one of the best in the series. Isabel Bird switched up the tone a bit and turned this story into a darker mystery. Great story. And the review directly above it said, I believe this was the worst book until now. Too much fantasy in it. No one can relate to seeing ghosts like people and old curses and need to destroy talismans and those things. Personally, I don't like this volume that much. And then directly beneath that again, it says, If I ever had the slightest interest in reading about two creepy twin girls doing evil magic at an old hotel in the middle of the wilderness, I would just read The Shining. Thanks. Which basically just sums up my feelings on the book. If you like the fantasy elements of the series, you're probably like, like this book if you hated those elements then this book is going to annoy the tits off of you as it did with me it's a shame really because the paths that they choose to practice for this wiccan retreat are slightly interesting and they kind of go on themes that have been running through the series for example annie picks the earth path which is about dealing with death and they do some quite interesting rituals where they make death masks for people and like half the group are the dead and they lead them outside and through a labyrinth and then they leave them there and then the dead are called back to reincarnate themselves and they put on new masks that they've made filled with all the hopes and dreams that they have for their new life and that's quite interesting and definitely a ritual that you could do if you were part of a larger group the path that kate is on is the water path and it's all about acknowledging secrets and the hidden things that frighten us and i think they could have done a lot with that similarly the fact that yule is one of the sabbats that's really closely related to its christian cousin christmas because of not just the decorations but also just obviously when it's celebrated and how it's celebrated they are a little bit similar and Kate's family being uber Christian and not that happy with her practicing Wicca this could have been a moment to bring that to the fore again and have a really interesting book about that at the beginning as well Annie and Kate are still a bit dodgy with each other because obviously in the previous book Annie and Kate's boyfriend kind of got together for a little bit and then Kate's relationship with him fell apart and they all just agree to back off and not mention it again. So their friendship is still very rocky 
and I felt like maybe that could have been the focus of this book or an element that was brought more into it when it actually is only mentioned in the first couple of pages and then not really mentioned again. So it just feels like a little bit of a weird book. It feels like a book about different things and about potentially even really different characters. Like they could have done this with just Lucy and Nora and written a separate novel that wasn't even part of Circle of Three. So that was a, a little bit just annoying and upsetting and it seemed like a, a missed opportunity to me. I've only got now four books left to go. I've managed to find copies of three of them. One of them is eluding me at the moment. It's very hard to find secondhand copies of this the further I get into the series and I feel like that's because people stopped buying them and stopped reading them. Like you can find copies of the first book really easily. They're like everywhere and then you get to sort of book six or seven and from that point onwards it just becomes more difficult more expensive to find secondhand copies um and those copies are coming from really far away like the one that i have at the moment is from the oakland public library and another book that just arrived in the series is from delaware public library and they've both been pulled from circulation and sold online so i feel like i'm now having to instead just getting books from suppliers in the uk i'm now having to like branch out and some of these ones have come from canada some of them are from america and they're just much more difficult to find but i am going to finish reading the series because i'm excited to get to some of the books which i feel like are going to be more magical realism orientated but this book definitely i would not read again it just felt like it added nothing to the series and the plot was just really annoying i i literally had to sit there and force myself to read this and usually i just read these books in like an afternoon because they're short and they're meant for teenagers so they're not hugely complicated to read but this one my brain just kept going do something else sarah just do anything else don't read this it's making you dumber with that in mind i hope you enjoyed this episode do stay tuned for like more episodes on the final four books in the season and if you like the circle of three reviews you'll probably also like the wicker series by kate tiernan which i'm also reviewing on this podcast so make sure you check those episodes out you can follow me on twitter which is at witchfix you can follow me on goodreads as well which is just sarah goodwin so you can go and see reviews and things and find out about my books you can also contact me by email which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com and you can donate to my patreon in the description box uh, if you want to help me try and find the remaining copies of these books that i still can't get hold of in the meantime i'll see you in the next episode bye